2: michael's back Uh uh-huh michael's back oh 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 you know what time it is every time you hear this music right although we are looking for a new song (laughs) that's right it's the mom and michael hour with my son michael battle all the way from los angeles hey son how you be
3: i'm fantastic and i was thinking the same thing you just said which is i have not done my homework You've assigned to me but just finding a new song for the intro. So yeah, mm-hmm. I need to do that. I know. I know. Do I know. Anything.
2: You know, this whisper <laughs> thing is way out right now. You know, Michael's back. It's not working anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need to find just a said. new song. I know, I know. But I mean, I, I I've never picked any of the songs for the intro over all these, what is it, you know, fifteen years, eight how many years?
2: Fifteen years. Oh my gosh, fifteen. 15, fifteen years you've been doing this.
3: I've never picked Isn't a that song.
2: amazing, you, though? I mean, think about it. you always
3: pick them, and I kind of go, like, we had No, the,
2: sometimes Jonathan picks them and says, Hey, Charlie, you know, I was thinking no, about this for no, Michael. No, 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 no,
1: <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. I've never mm-hmm. picked a song to lead off of Mama Michael, no. <clears throat> uh, okay, okay, okay.
3: Because, okay. well, the, the original song was the, the, the 405. Was that a George Clinton song?
1: George Clinton open for your hour? Yeah. No, no, no. That, no. That, yeah, that, the, uh, the Hollywood song. Yeah, it was... Uh, oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah.
2: Hollywood, if Holly could.
3: Yes, yeah, that was the very <laughs> yeah. first song that we used because, well, you know, W-C-C-O. back then it was,
2: was...
3: Yeah, I was only talking about Hollywood and film stuff, and um, that was the song, and we used that for years.
2: We did use that for years. We tried a few. I remember for um, my opening show, there was a song called... White Hanky, and it's all about the women in the church you know in the Pentecostal church, and how they would have that hanky ready to put over somebody's lap if they're you know if they were showing too much while they were in prayer um or if if they needed to fan them or wipe their brow. I mean, you remember that, Jonathan, can you play that song? white hanky
1: I can uh, okay, just, can well, you' find it <laughs> no i just I just need to bring it up over well, on the I, other. On the okay. other monitor okay. here. I right. feel
3: like sometimes you think Jonathan is a computer, like, like hey, hey, Siri, but instead of just, hey, Jonathan, play this song. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry if that's true. Really?
3: Siri. From a decade ago. <laughs> Siri. That's because he's so got,
1: good. Ain't got my attitude.
2: Did you say ain't that's got?
1: So that's correct.
2: What's wrong with you? What did you eat today? <laughs> Chillings? What happened?
1: Don't take away my words. My words are, I like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh god help us
3: anyway so yeah anyway
2: so I you haven't looked wrong. for a song yet right you haven't looked not for not even yet. no no
3: no i haven't looked for one but i will i will do you want
2: one with a, a male it. voice or if it was beyonce or something like that i mean it doesn't matter
3: oh i'm not that particular it's just you know i've I, again i've never picked one so this is a new exercise for me what do i actually want for my intro song that's a whole new world um, I'm just kinda... Oh, that's
2: a good song. A whole new
3: world. That's right. I'll, I'll come on here and just show you the world. and uh, I, I have no good jokes I show
2: for you the I world. Just...
1: <laughs> I mean, it would <laughs> with fit course, with your love of Mickey Mouse. It would fit.
2: You know, that's right. You. Well said, Jonathan.
3: And you know, of course, I was there yesterday.
2: Oh, were you park. now?
3: We had a friend come in town, and he... Not only had a VIP tour yesterday, but he had a VIP tour on Friday. He was staying at the uh, best suite at the hotel attached to the parks, and how sweet that was there. Um, mm-hmm. And we actually uh, went and joined him, joined him on his tour, and then a- a- had a full dining experience at Club Thirty Three later on that evening. Uh, I actually ran into a coworker at the lounge oh, at dinner, rather at Club Thirty Three, which is I've never had that happen before. And she came over. She's like, "Is that Michael?" <laughs> and I was like, well, yes, it is. And I got to give her and her sister and her sister's kids a tour of the, of the lounge area. And it was, of course, you know, a very cool networking moment because to, to, she was much higher up at the company than I am. So right. I was like, well, hello. Welcome to the place. And, you know, we're asking who got her in. And she's like, well, like, how did you like this? It? It's like, well, we're members. I'm like, are you really? So it was a really kismet, you know, fun work moment that happened at dinner um, this weekend. But I was... Blissfully happy. It was like 90 degrees. You know, of course, we're all sweating, but it was warm and wonderful. And I had such a wonderful time. So I know you laugh at the amount of time that I spend at the parks and how often I go, but it does make me very happy. But of course, oh, I almost forgot to mention this. Something really special happened when I was there on, on Saturday. So
2: you've heard yeah. of Star Wars
3: land, obviously, right? <laughs>
2: When I saw that little video, what was it, a nanosecond long? Oh, gosh, you know, I laughed so hard.
3: I posted a video of this moment. So so we're with the group, and everyone, most of us in the group go to the parks a lot. So, you know, we're, we're used to it. We love it. It's our happy place. We're walking around with the tour guide in Star Wars Land. You know, and in Star Wars Land here in Los Angeles, it's rather Anaheim where Disneyland is, they have Star Wars characters walking around. They interact with you. They talk with you. They have Chewbacca. They have Ray, um, uh, Kylo Ren will walk by every now and then. Like it's pretty cool. There are actual characters that will show up in the parks. I have seen them. They're wonderful. And we're walking through Star Wars, and then suddenly I see Boba Fett, and it's the it's the version of him from the new Disney Plus show in season two. And at first I look over and I see the backpack with with, with, with the rocket in the top of the backpack, and I think. This is just someone cosplaying in their own Star Wars homemade costume. But then I remember you can't do that at Disneyland. You, you can do what's called bounding, which is where you you have a uh, regular street clothes outfit that is inspired in part by one of their character costumes. Oh. But unless it's a special event, you can't just show up at Disneyland head to toe in one of their costumes. So for that very reason, because they want people to know, you know who is a character and who is not. And I realized, oh no, this is a brand new character at the parks, he's walking around. People were crowding, starting to follow him through because they couldn't believe he was there. And he talks to you in the exact same voice and interacts with you, has the helmet, the whole thing. Anyway, I posted a video on Instagram at Michael Battle LA uh, of me just completely nerding out.
2: Just, yeah, you nerded out, just completely. No I mean your eyes were like almost rolling up, you know. I mean it was and your teeth were kinda of like, Oh man. You know, he had that feel. It was like, What in the world? What happened? It was amazing. Oh, Bobo, it was that- absolutely
3: amazing seeing him. I I took a selfie picture of him behind me because he wouldn't stop because he, he's in character. He's not gonna just stop and talk to you because of the kind of character he is. And that's what happens throughout Star Wars Land that everyone who works there stays in character at all times. Um but that was really cool. I definitely went full nerd. Um, but, you know, that's why I go, because they're very good at creating magical moments like that for people who are really into their brand and all the IP that is right. uh, under the Disney umbrella.
2: Right. Okay. So I just want you to know, just watching that, I watched it over and over again, your, <laughs> your expression. And I kept thinking, oh, my God, I think this. you need to go to see a doctor and have them, like, D, what do you call it? When you're in a cult or something, what is that called when they have to?
3: <laughs> I, I don't know. Unbrainwashed? We'll, we'll make a yeah. a word for this.
2: Yeah. Decondition. D- <laughs> yeah. You know. You you need that. It's. I mean. At this point, when I saw that little, that little short video, I went, "Uh oh, I need to get to California. I need to bring a doctor."
3: <laughs> no, you, you should know? come here and come to the parks with me. Because remember the last time you were here and you went to the parks and you got to see the parade and. It, you had a blast. Now, mind I had you, so much
2: fun. I did.
3: You had had knee surgery, and you were on one of the scooters, and you were taking.
2: Um, <laughs> don't go there, meds. Michael. Don't you, you go were, there. <laughs>
3: you were taking some pain meds for your knee surgery, as was okay. But you had a magical oh, time. Oh, Jerilyn.
1: Oh, Gerilyn.
3: She almost what? hit a few people in the car. Beep, beep. <laughs> She's like, this place is amazing. There's a parade. The colors. She loved it. Jonathan. Let, let loved me just
1: it. say.
2: Where's the love, what, son? Where's let me the just love? say
1: one thing about this. I will never forget this ever. <laughs> ever.
2: <laughs> I was on meds, man, and I was driving this little car. This little whatever. What do they call those things?
1: It's a scooter. Michael's right. Yeah. It's like one of those meds scooters.
3: Yeah. Which the same okay. they had, because if they hadn't had that, you couldn't have walked around the park. You just had surgery. But the, yeah. the look that I had in the video I posted on Instagram is the same look you had looking up <laughs> no, at the no. park. <laughs> it was the same face. You had a magical day.
0: No,
2: no you know, no. first of all, I, we went because I almost fell off of that thing. Um, I, I went with you to go see the Nightmare Before Christmas ride. And mm-hmm. I am not a fan of Nightmare Before Christmas at all. I didn't want to go, but I did. And then I came out, and got back on the scooter, and I fell. I fell bad.
3: Almost, but you enjoyed and the I ride.
2: Oh my god, I enjoyed the ride. See? did I See? really? Did I? Did I really, <laughs> yes, Michael? You think about that now. Think it about it. It
3: was colorful and wonderful and scary and, you were like, and Look freaky. At it's not scary. You loved it the whole trip. So you experience Disney Magic, which, as I always say, uh, you know, if I, if I was ever to be deconditioned from the House of Mouse, uh or fair going to talk to me about it. It would all come, as Freud said, but come back to my mother because you took me to Disney World every year as a kid. So really, you started this when you
1: really think about it. Wait. Wait. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: Are you putting this Is on it? me?
1: It always comes back to mommy issues. It always comes it always back, to, comes mommy back to mommy issues. You hear? I'm speaking.
2: Hold on. Excuse me.
3: Really,
1: Michael?
2: You know how I? Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. My hurts, fault. I know. Oh, I didn't, I didn't you did that? Fault. You said that?
3: I didn't. <laughs> I didn't say fault. It was, I didn't say fault. No one said anyone's fault. I'm just saying my love for Disney started with. You know, I, I like you, as it did with most moms in the 90s. Right. Um, by the way, I saw, I think it was a, a, a post on Facebook, and it was a, a, a story um, from w, WCCO talking about the anniversary of the Mall of America. I've forgotten the year. I think it was. Oh,
2: yeah. 30, we sang at 30? that. It's been 30. And I think it's the 30th year, isn't it? I can't remember. Jonathan, yeah. if you can look that up for us. But we sang at the very first one.
1: No, well, wow. now, now, so, so I, number one, oh we God. have to break. I'm sorry, we have to break. But what am I looking? What show was this at the Mall of America?
3: Which, the, which opening? The, the Mall of America. Oh,
1: the okay. So yeah, they just celebrated their 30th year anniversary. So got it. Um, yeah, 90, 92 is the year it opened. Yeah,
2: you guys just don't believe me when I speak. <laughs> okay, right. we got to take a break. Is what you're saying, right, Jonathan?
1: Yes, that's what I said.
2: Okay. Michael, you know, Jar Jar Binks might be the next one you see at the Star Wars thing. Will you be excited? I would complain. Customer complaint immediately.
3: (laughs) Immediately I'll be with you. Mm -hmm. Nope.
2: (laughs) All right. We'll come back in just a moment.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours
2: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Mom and Michael Hour with my son, Michael Battle, all the way in Los Angeles. And I have such a great time with him and Jonathan. And I tell you, we're just thrilled that you stick and stay with us. As we were talking about, you know, the mouse, I don't get it. But if Jar Jar Binks had been walking with Bobo Fett, what would you have done, Michael?
3: I would have put in a customer complaint. It's (laughs) It's anachronistic. It doesn't make any sense. Don't do it. No one wants that. No one asked for that. Please. Representative. That <laughs> no, no. Mm-mm, no. He represents bad decisions. Put it away. Put that costume in That's the back. True. Don't bring it back out.
2: That's right. I agree um, with you on that.
3: We were also talking about the opening of the Mall of America, which I had completely forgotten that You just said that the Steele sang at the opening. Mhm. Yeah, um,
2: it was well, really fun. Was I there? I don't know. There's so much I don't remember about it. I remember in uh, ten years later we were in the rotunda for Christmas singing, if I have Mm -hmm. that correct. Um, But you know, the Mall of America was just so outstanding when they opened. It was just unbelievable to know that there were like 220 or 250 stores in there. It was incredible. It was incredible. I don't even remember an amusement park necessarily. Was it already there at the beginning? I don't. Oh,
3: it was, it was there. And on the, on the CCO piece that I saw, um, they showed footage from the opening. And I, I I immediately, I told Joey, I said, Oh my gosh, that's what it used to look like. In my mind, it looked like that. There's this fountain at the front that I I recalled, but, um, and like the guy on the, on the, story said I also still call the park camp Snoopy. I know it has a different name, different right. branding, different <laughs> company, but I'm always like, "Oh, we should take my nieces and nephew to, to Camp Snoopy." And it's like, "Wait, what?" I'm like, "Oh, you know,
2: <laughs> the park in America." <laughs> yeah. Um, but can you imagine yeah. what they've been through during this pandemic, man? It's, you know, open, oh. clothes, open, clothes and so much more. It's just been nuts. But it's still thriving. I mean, it really is, especially for the children for the summer where they can go and just play, and then they have that water thing. I think they've opened that water thing. You can't cross a bridge. Yeah. I don't know. We have to look. Jonathan, I, did you see anything about it, a new um, swimming thing? They, I'll we, have to check uh, on that.
1: I, I, yeah, I'm not aware of up. any new features, but, I mean, they're they're changing stuff. I have been over there in the last... A eh, month. I just. I kind of just. I. I. I go there, and I kind of file it, file my vis- visits away, and probably try to never think of them again.
3: <laughs> See, no, no. When I was a kid. We used to go almost every weekend. I I couldn't wait to to go to the Mall of America. And when I come home, I make sure to go every single trip because even though it's lost some of its luster, it's still really, really cool. And I I, I, I have all this nostalgia around it. But when I used to go before, there were two magic stores inside. There there was uh, a a full-scale magic store and then a smaller magic shop within like a a fun store. And, of course, there are all the rides. There are way more stores to shop uh it was a really cool place to just go hang out for a while see a movie i went to the premiere of rocket man i'm sorry the the, the, the rocketeer uh the rocketeer and of course yeah the rocketeer had its premiere at the mall of america and then we, we all me my friends and i ran to go see it because arnold was going to be there we're like arnold oh my god
2: Schwarzenegger, Yep. Book. what was that so christmas just, movie he did that happened there too um, he was uh, back there for that. Oh it was a terrible movie. It would be jingle all, oh, jingle all the Way. Oh all the way. Oh my god. Yeah. All of a sudden my ears hurt. Yeah. It was it was pretty awful.
3: And then uh for the season one opener of Dragonfly T V, we did a huge thing in the Rotunda where we took over the whole thing and then I got to host that on stage with the kids and I had off this video up and it was all sponsored by Best Buy. So we I just as a family and also just being a kid going there, I didn't have not had to I have so many great memories from the, the mall of America, and uh, I'd like I always go back every Christmas.
2: And they are still making memories. Um, The last time I was there, I kept walking to get my walk in, and I actually saw the chapel. Do you remember that they have a chapel where people can get married? They have wedding dresses you can buy, tuxedos you can rent. They have it all. And it looks really small, but it's not that small. (laughs) So I was amazed at everything, you know, miniature golf. And now it has, what, four um, hotels, I think, attached to it, if I'm... Not mistaken? I believe so. It's been remarkable. It really has. By so the, it's,
1: it's going to keep thriving. By the way, I don't know if there's any new water feature there. I'm trying to look real quick at the what's new at the Mall of America from the Explore Minnesota website, um, mm-hmm. exploreminnesota.com. And they say uh, the indoor theme park, which now, like you said, it was Camp Snoopy. Now mm-hmm. it's Nickelodeon Universe. Home to 27 attractions, some of the newest include the Bubble Guppies Guppy Bubbler. That might yeah. be it. Mm. That might be the water no, no, feature. No, no, and no, 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 no. That's a
2: ride they have out there for and, like young children. Yeah. And
1: uh, they also have the, I guess it's called the ride, the Barnacle Blast zip line, which is the longest oh. indoor zip line in the country.
3: I saw that thing last time I was there. Absolutely not. You, what you're not going to do is catch me <laughs> zip lining across the Mall of America. I looked up and I was like, no, thank you. I saw 12 year olds just like, wee. And I was like, nope, not going to be me. I'm wow. <laughs> not going to go on that thing. It's terrifying. It's literally a zip line that goes over the theme park in the center of, uh, center of the Mall of America. And there, there's a SpongeBob SquarePants r- r- roller coaster. And when yeah. I tell you, uh, Vanessa and I screamed, and no one warned me. I was like, oh, I'm an adult now. This is a new kids' ride at the Mall of America. This should be fine. No, terrified. I <laughs> terrified. <laughs> I mean, in a fun way, in a good way, but I just didn't expect a roller coaster that intense to be inside of the Mall of America. It was great.
2: Wow. Okay, Michael, we have to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay tuned, everyone. It is now 1038 here at WCCO. Welcome back to the Mom and Michael Hour. Okay, Michael, you went to see a movie, dude. Tell us about it.
3: Yes, so, uh, I was hesitant to go to go see Bullet Train today. It's in its second weekend, and I've seen the ads for it. So I'll start there. Have you seen the trailer for this new Brad Pitt
2: film? No, I have not.
3: So you watch the trailer, and it's Brad Pitt being Brad Pitt in Japan. It kind of looks like the future, or just uh, present present day Japan in a, a comic book almost. Which I think it actually is based off of off of a graphic novel and then a whole host of characters and they're all assassins and they all end up on this train trying to find this briefcase full of who knows what um and then you know uh, uh, insanity ensues from there so if you like assassin movies this obviously seems attractive but it's just the word of mouth on this has been so mixed so i wasn't sure if i wanted to go see it but then i remembered I have a AMC A-list, and I'm paying monthly, and it is ostensibly free to go see a movie. There were two seats. I found a time, but we went, we went to go see it. Um, awesome. How, how is this movie? It is intensely stupid and silly, but kind of enjoyable. And yes, I know that makes no sense up front, but that really is the, the review. You're watching it, and you're sitting through this over two-hour-long movie, And at no point does it ever become a movie that you had to see on a big screen or a movie that you want to say, oh, this is amazing, tell your friends. But also at no point are you bored. You're just slightly tickled for two hours, (laughs) you know. And (laughs) I I, I don't want to ruin any surprises, but there are a, a bevy of cameos, really, really big cameos. In this film, I, I hadn't looked at the cast online, so I didn't know about them. So those were quite shocking to see online. And by the time you finished the movie, I, you, the first question I had was, what was the budget? How do they pay all those major stars to be in this movie? And why do they all join it? And I just pictured Brad Pitt being like, hey, you want to come be in this weird film about his right. passions with me? Yeah, OK. It's going to be really low key, but kind of quirky and fun. Come do this. And they all went to go do it. Um so if you like the genre, if you have time on a Sunday afternoon like I did, yeah, go see it. It's kind of enjoyable. You won't be bored. Um, Brad Pitt is being, you know, Brad Pitt, he really isn't, he isn't delivering anything on screen that is novel for him or that is, yeah. uh, you know, his peak work. Um, but he's charming and his character is interesting. And, uh, yeah, so check it out or just wait until you can watch it on streaming somewhere and then go with that.
2: So, you know, that was just kind of ridiculous, uh, that, that whole thing you just did about this movie. It sounds as though you really, really weren't, you know, overjoyed by it. But, you know, there were moments. Is, it, is that what you're saying?
3: It's not even that I wasn't overjoyed that there, there weren't moments. Again, it's consistently tickled.
2: <laughs> it's, it's the best way.
3: I was pleased. I was entertained. It was just fine and well. Um, but at no point was I like, wow, this is an amazing movie, but I wasn't bored. So it's really one of those easy breezy, lazy afternoon type of films. And you just kind of, uh, and enjoy it if you have time to go see it.
2: Well, that's awesome, Michael. Okay. Here's something I want to ask because every time I've been on Facebook with you for the last month, the air quality in LA has been remarkable. What am I missing? Is it as good as I'm seeing? No, of course not.
3: (laughs) What? I mean, we've had some clear skies, and it looks pretty in pictures. L.A. often looks beautiful in pictures, but uh, we're in in an intense drought. So actually, just driving home today, there was this gorgeous sunset and all these colors, and and, and the mountains, as we came over the hill, looked like a painting. Um, But that's because there was so much smog that, you know, it kind of washed out all the mountains behind behind us and was uh really quite wonderful to see so no the air quality here is still not great it's very dry it hasn't rained in months um but you know we just keep getting through it and enjoying the palm springs i mean but the your palm season
2: springs. yeah but your season for rain isn't that coming up
3: if we have it we went through the last one and barely got any rain i mean it, we're in a very 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 deep drought here which of course is ironic because in northern northern california there are major floods happening in certain parks um so we'll see if we get any of that rain if it you know if it helps um but yeah right now it's just dry and dusty and uh not as it should be
2: right i agree with that okay michael so i was wondering what i was going to talk to you about and we came up with some things that i really enjoy tonight um but the air quality uh, you know that um you don't see the air quality. It used to be a time you come to LA and you could literally look at the sky and go, "Okay, it's going to be a bad day for breathing." But it's not like that, right?
3: No, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, you hear me clear in my throat. It's, it, you, we're used to it. It's, it's, it's like asking a person who lives in Hong Kong, like you know, or, or, or mainland China, you know, like, oh, how do you deal with the air quality? We're, we're just, it's not great. It's, it gets worse um we 're kind of used to it, and we try to not complain, and we just live our lives but that 's one of the of the downsides of living in l a that was one of my favorite cities on the planet is your air quality might not be that great, but of course, I think you know that during the lockdowns, we had the cleanest air in the country for like a week. It was a very rare moment that probably was the first time we'd had that in decades, but it was gorgeous in Los Angeles. I mean, truly the the city of angels when that happened Uh, and it was wonderful. And all the birds came out and then you kind of saw what this place could be like if we all just stopped driving.
2: Yeah. You remember that first year of COVID that was so awful. All the animals started coming out that we hadn't seen in a long time across the world. So it's really Mm -hmm. remarkable that it only took you know, what was it, a month or maybe two months, and all of a sudden the air quality was so much better, we have got got to get back to that, period. We have to if we're going to save ourselves and save the planet. So um, I'm just so excited to have you on. Every time you're on, uh, your mother is smiling. I'm literally on the microphone, and I just have to keep smiling because I love you. So we're going to wrap this up tonight with um, something from Reignite the Soul, and it's called The Thought for the Week. So August 14th is The Thought for the Week, and it goes like this. This week, take time to create a dreams list. These might be things that you have in your heart to achieve, but do not believe it can happen. Write them down. Don't stop there. And while you are in process of writing down these ideas, other ideas may pop into your consciousness. Write those down, too. This exercise can be fun and will put a smile on your face. Doing this exercise will also begin to shift your brain into a space of possibility and positivity. True brainstorming. Now, when I read that first paragraph, I thought, yeah, yeah, we've heard all of that. But then it continues. When you are done, take one of them and write it on another piece of paper. You may also want to create a plan, but if you choose not to create a plan right now, just write the desire on the piece of paper. Keep it in front of you. In your notebook, journal, bedside, table, whatever, somewhere you will be reminded of this dream. Now do with it what you will, but do not let your dreams, passions, desires, big, hairy, audacious goals die. Your dreams will only be impossible if you create that mindset construct. So create a different construct. Don't tell me the sky is the limit when there are footprints on the moon. That is a quote from Brant Paul. And finally, live large, dream big. You will achieve your goals. You will achieve your dreams. Believe in you. Now, some people would say, ah, yeah, that's that mushy stuff that you always hear about. But seriously, some of this is really important. Would you buy into that or have you bought into it?
3: I mean, that's what Los Angeles is made of. And first of all, I'll just say apologies for my phone issues in the past few minutes. Uh, That should be cleared up now. But yeah, that's the stuff LA is made out of. People who come here, uh, when, when you're out networking, whether you're working a, a, a day job or whether you are a freelancer, or you're here to, you know, be in entertainment of the arts in some capacity, we all come here. Are, many of us are transplants. We, we come here to chase big dreams. So it may sound mushy, it may sound cliche for other people, but that's very much woven into into the cultural fabric of Los Angeles. Everywhere you are, there are a room full of people pursuing the dream. And it may not be what you're doing together at that job or that place, uh, but they sure are working on it. And, you know, in, in my 10-year career in post-production, that's always been the joke. is you, you can go to any company in Los Angeles in post-production, which, of course, is still entertainment, but not, you know, producing films or starring in a movie. Um, you can put together a full crew for a film set. You can write a movie. You, you can put together an, an entire band. Uh, you could probably make a video game because you ha- have enough graphic designers and artists who can do that and have those skill sets because people come here with s- s- uh, so many multifaceted skills and really passion um, that, you know, it, it makes your co-workers really wonderfully interesting um, uh, to have in any workplace here in Los
0: Angeles.
2: Right, right. Well, I, I don't know. When I read that, there were little pearls in it that really spoke to me. Not the majority of it, but just little pearls. And so I'll keep that close and just kind of reread that to make sure that I understand and can accept what it's asking me to do for me. So there you go. Michael, I love you. We're going to have to break now, and I am excited um, to have you on every night that you're on. So um, don't hang up. We'll be back in a moment. It is now 10.53 as we wrap up this hour. I just love having my son on. And, Michael, um, do you have you heard this story about Warner Brothers' um, discovery uh, condemns threat against J.K. Rowling made after Salman Rushdie died, uh, Rushdie attack? And I'm just wondering if you heard about this.
1: And by the way, he isn't dead.
2: Oh. Right. He isn't dead. I have, I, that's why I corrected attack. I would so,
3: love to hear more details because I saw a headline about this and I was just like, I don't have time. And I scrolled right past it and didn't actually dig into the the story. So, uh, what? Yeah, they're trying to defend her. And what happened?
2: Okay, it's an interesting story, and I don't understand most of it. But uh, according to this article, it says that Harry Potter creator J.K. Rowling, after she expressed concern for the Satanic Versus author Salman Rushdie, on Friday after Rushdie was attacked on stage, in Western New York, Rowling tweeted in response, feeling very sick right now. Let him be okay. Um, so I'm not really sure why this is a really big deal. I'm not sure. I mean, what happened to Salman Rushdie being attacked, that's real for <clears throat> sure. But I'm really not sure why this is important. Now, the, the tweet that she put out, RG, um, J.K. Rowling put out, says, "Author Salman Rushdie has been attacked as he was about to give a lecture in Western New York. An AP reporter witnessed a man storm the stage at the Chautauqua Institution and began punching or stabbing him as he was being introduced. Unbelievable! This is what we've been hearing more about: people doing this. Remember, with um, who's the comedian that uh, everyone has problems with? They either Chappelle. love him or not. Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. Same thing. Yeah, Someone went up yeah. on the stage, right? Chris, why? So- it's just really weird that this is happening.
3: It's but it's, it's weird, but I mean, okay, it, yeah. She posted a tweet about it. and You can dislike the uh, the author, but again, this is America. People are allowed to have free speech, and I don't think any artist should be able, should go on stage and expect to get attacked or you know uh, some trying to kill them. So uh, she's an author saying, hey, there's, there's another author who maybe she does or doesn't agree with their work, but no author should be attacked on stage or artist. Period. That shouldn't be the norm here. So. Uh, my guess would be if, if Warner Brothers are trying to blow this up, or if they're trying to—I I don't know—I don't because you know she's so tied to the Harry Potter franchise. There's an issue with her before; uh, people have tried to cancel her before. So maybe this is tied to that. But really, no. Yes, have concern for any artist on stage sharing their work or, and, and having someone trying to attack them. That's that's terrible and should not happen no matter what.
1: I agree I, with that. I, I think this is Warner Brothers saying, "Hey, we're going to be there for you. We're going to because this." If she's still going out on speaking tours and stuff of that nature, she's vulnerable. And this is yeah. something that, I mean, it, it. this isn't new. It's happened before, and, and it's happened in whether it's entertainment or sport, sporting events or politics. Just remember, uh, Sirhan Sirhan has been in the news lately because he's been being put up for parole. And, again, this is the man that is convicted of killing Robert Kennedy. Yes. So, right. so this is something that it's it's always been there, and it's mm-hmm. always it's always something that you have to worry about when you're someone that that is a speaker or a performer or in that realm. You have to have concern about it because you never know when something like that is going to happen.
3: True, but I. Yeah, it has been around for a long time. But I would say. Culturally, uh, in America, we feel like fame protects people because when you're famous, you're usually more often liked than you are disliked. And then when someone famous uh, is attacked or killed, unfortunately, in the past, it's often because of someone who was a, a, a you know crazy fan, or that's how it spun around him, they, or they hated them for some one particular reason. But in this case, our whole society is becoming more violent, and I think it's less about that artist and more just about can people be safe in public spaces no matter who you are.
2: Oh, well said, Michael. I wish we had more time on that. Thank you all for joining us, for listening, for staying tuned into in uh, what we do here at WCCL. Thank you. And of course, Jonathan, thank you so much. Son, I love you. You take love care you of yourself, Michael, OK? You too. G- good night, everyone.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours